When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stuart Fox is the Chief Executive of the Melbourne Cricket Club. Stuart, always great to catch up at this test. Congratulations and welcome. Morning, Jared. How are you? I think it's been a triumph. What do you think? Oh, it's been great. There's been a bit of everything, hasn't there? Good, um, some good bowling and some great batting. Uh, a terribly hot day, day two. Uh, Bay 13's been fired up. Um, it's been great, I think. It's, it's gone really well. Let's talk the pitch. How do you rate it? I think it's very good. Um, really pleased with it. You know, there's always pressure on in the lead-up and, you know, it was well documented uh, with what happened with the Gabba, but I tried to get our guys just to focus on what they're good at and I think, you know, the last four or five years we've been really pleased with how, how the pitch has progressed given it wasn't in a great spot, you know, back in 2017. I thought you channeled your inner coach brilliantly in the days ahead. No, I've told him not to read the papers, not to hear the media, but just get, so give me an insight into, so last year... Two days in a session and uh, not the rating that anyone would have hoped for from the ICC. I think actually a few of us, but that was a bit jarring. And then a two-day test match in Brisbane. Was there for a 12-month period and then for a week period, was there pressure to just ensure that the test actually didn't wrap up in such a period of time? Well, last year was interesting because I, one, one, I never agreed with the pitch rating. I was actually shocked. Um, David Boone has done that to us twice now. Um, and I didn't agree with it, nor did, you know, nor did a lot of people around who work around cricket who are experts. But that said, who would have thought Boland just comes out and um, closes the game down so quickly? Um, we had a lot of spare pies and a lot of chips <laughs> sitting in the stadium there. But I do think um, last year was, had a lot to do with form. Um, but it, was cert- it certainly had some spice in it last year. And look, this year, we, we just want to keep doing the same thing and, you know, make sure the players have a really good opportunity, both bat and ball, to to, to show their skills. And I think that's what's happened uh, this test. So there was an adjustment, so 12 mils to 8 mils yep. of grass, and it wasn't nearly as green as it has been in the, the four years since this project really sort of um, ramped up. Yeah, there was... Look, the only adjustment was to the length. Um, and we did get some nice warm weather in the lead-up, um, which was very, very helpful. So there was a small adjustment, but it had nothing to do with the Gabba. Um, and I made sure of that because I was, I was very worried that the, the press and the media coverage around that issue was going to influence. And we don't want that. We just want our guys to do their job. They're very, very good at it. And um, that, that adjustment was simply because um, the previous year there, there was a bit in it and it was moving about a bit. So, But I wouldn't have minded if the boys produced it again. And I don't know how long the game would have gone for. But this this... This pitch feels good, and I think um, I haven't heard a lot of commentary around it, but I hope the cricket world have been happy with it. How close are we to the MCG pitch finally having a, a true character? This is this is what the pitch at the MCG for a Boxing Day test is, and repeated year on year. Well, we're very. Cl- I think we're terribly close. Like um, if you look at the last three or four years, it's been rated very good or good, and. I think, you know, if the players keep coming out and, you know, the the batters and the bowlers all have a good chance of, you know, starring, you know, when you get five for 
um, you know, if Cam Green get, gets five for and then you have a double century, a century, I think we um, had a hat-trick opportunity. It's, it's had everything. So I, I don't think anyone can really complain. I, I sometimes get frustrated that there's too much focus on the pitch and not the stars of the game. Like, there's been, you know, our, our, our cricket team, particularly the Australians, they're, they're, they're just superstars and they're, they're at the top of their game at the moment. Where are you with the long-term project of, of building new drop-ins, which started uh, those years ago? Yeah, we're, we're probably halfway through. We've, we've got 12 drop-ins, and uh, I think there's six or seven in at the moment. It's been a huge cricket schedule this year with the, the World Cup being played here. Um, so our plan is uh, to make sure we keep rebuilding. So if we could do one or two a year, you've always got fresh pitches coming in, and people... Um, People probably wouldn't understand this, but you cannot rebuild a pitch and then play on it the next year. It probably takes nearly three years to get it up and ready to go. Um, so we've got probably three or four now that are fresh, what we call fresh pitches, rebuilt. And uh, you know, that, that, that's been really positive for, for us. And we've, we, we, we're doing a lot of trialling in the, in the practice nets and we've done a lot out in the centre. So there's, there's no longer a concrete base that the wickets sit on. It sits on a natural base. And we've re- replicated that that whole environment out in the Wicket Nursery, which sits out in Yarra Park. I've, I've become a specialist I on know. turf. I, I was never employed to do this, but uh, I've, I've taken great ownership in turf. And sometimes I, I drive my staff mad, but um, it's only because it's such an important factor for cricket. It is. I've loved our conversations since sort of 2018 <laughs> onwards. So we're in the... Um, is this uh, always a, a live thing? Will it will it always be thus? Is it felt like our pitches had died and they've been rejuvenated, and then you've got new ones as well? So is this just a sort of a natural evolution with drop-in pitches now that you'll always have some old and some new? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's always a work in progress. You've, I think we've all seen. The, the, there's so much. There's a little bit of luck in pitch in pitch preparation as well. You need great weather. And you're dealing with a living organism, so you know you might want it one way, but it might it might move you know five or ten percent, which which can have a huge impact. So I think we're in a really good spot, and um, I think the proof's now in the pudding. We're five or six years in since we produced a poor pitch, and um, you just don't want to ever go back there again. Mm. The crowd levels, so nearly 142,000 across three days. Where does that sit for you? Look, I'm I'm, I'm very pleased. I know there's been a little bit of commentary suggesting they're down. Well, they're, they're actually not down on um, 2008 when South Africa toured here. They're actually right on par. So you look at, you know, day one, you get 64,000 through the gates. And then, I mean, day two surprised me. It was, it was awfully hot. And um, I'm not sure how those um, fans out in Bay 13 survived the heat. But, um, you know, you just respect the players when you get a hot day like that. I thought that might have deterred people, but the crowds have been up. People have been spending. Um, we've ha- we've had just great crowds, great behaviour. It's been 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 a really clean event for us. We had a, a few correspondents on day two, which I promised I would ask you that they were in the warm stand and they were left to sit in the sun and yep. they were looking up and seeing the seats in the top deck, which wasn't open for yep. reasons that we understand. And the shade was up there. Might something have been done to offer? patrons who were in the sun with no real option to be able to find some shade in the ground? Yeah, look, I mean, it's, all, it's always an option for fans to move back into the stand. So, you know, le- level one, there's plenty, there was plenty of room across level one to, to go back into the shade. I think if you asked 
all of those fans out in Bay 13. They were quite happy. Yes, they were. They were very happy. They all had their, you know, half of them had their tops off. And, you know, look, it's one of those things. We had to shut down Level 4. It's an extremely expensive stadium to just leave fully open with 40,000 people in the stadium. So that's why... Um, that decision was made. But people can move about and go into the undercrofts of the of level one. Is there more to be had on Boxing Day, do you think? So I agree with you. I thought 64,000, 65,000 was a good crowd. But I, I have been wondering about a midday start at this time of year for this test, where the light isn't an issue with daylight savings and whether the rhythm of the town and the fit of the festive season it might actually invite more people to be here for a first ball at 12 rather than being here at 10.30. I heard your concept, Jared. I've got to be careful here because we, the MCC are really a a venue to hire. Uh, Cricket Australia control the fixturing, as do the AFL here. So we will support whatever they want. I actually like, personally, I love your idea. I think a 12 o'clock start would work really well. It is a big Christmas day, isn't it? And... Um, you know, you've really got to be up and going at about eight to get in here and get yourself settled if you want to be ready for that first ball. So I like your idea and playing sort of into the night day one, um, not suggesting a day-night test, nope. but I don't mind your idea personally. But again, Cricket Australia, um, you know, I had a quick chat to Nick, Nick Hockley about it and um, I think they'll look at it. It's a good idea. With So next season is Pakistan... And we just lived through, so the, the World Cup final was something, but the Pakistan-India game, which none of us will ever forget who are luck, lucky enough to be here. Does your mind spin like a lot of us? Those Pakistan fans, wherever they were from in Australia, we want all of them at Boxing Day next year. We do, we do. We, You know, the highest, I think the highest ever day one crowd was in 2013 when England were out, and it was 91,000 in the stadium, which is actually capacity um, for cricket, given you've got um, seats blocked out for sight screens. So I'd love to shoot for 91,000. The, the, you're right. The, the, I've never seen anything like it at the MCG. That India-Pakistan game was something else, and the atmosphere, I've never, I've never felt it like it. The, the noise after every ball was just phenomenal, and the, the, uh, the families and children and everyone enjoying it, I, I think... If we can get um, be more inclusive and make sure that we cater for, for all cultures um, and we've got to tap into that Pakistan community next year, they, we want them here and that you know, it'd be fantastic to have a full house day one. Yeah, the World Cup final night was their night. Being out on the concourse was quite remarkable in the, in the lead up to it. Did, as a venue operator, did you ask anyone, is it possible to get India and Pakistan to play a <laughs> test match here? Absolutely. I... I Three in a row would be lovely at the MCG. You'd fill it every time. Um, we have asked. Um, we've taken that that up with Cricket Australia, and I know the government ha- have as well. But um, again, it's norm- enormously complicated in amongst of what I understand a really busy schedule, a world schedule. So I think that's probably the, the greater challenge. But wouldn't it be great that it wasn't just uh, Australia centric and Victoria centric that we're, we're we're catering for all, for all the countries and filling the stadium all the time? So we have asked. Do you think there's any chance that it could happen? I think it's complicated, yep. but um, you know, hopefully, Cricket Australia keep taking it up with the ICC and keep pushing for it because I think when you when you when you do see some of the stadiums around the world unoccupied. 
I think it'd be much better to have a full house and that atmosphere and, and celebrating the game um, with full houses. And where are you, Stuart, with the the uh, study on redeveloping the the southern stand, the Shane Warne stand? Yeah, we, we're doing a lot of work on it. I've just got back from an overseas trip like, like you did, Jared, a, a research trip that was um, fantastic. But we, we are continuing to explore what we need if we look to rebuild the Great Southern Stand, the Shane, well, sorry, the Shane Warne stand now. I keep tripping up yeah. there. But if um, we're a long way off, it's a slow burn, but we are talking to the government. We've, we've finished a business case that is being presented to the Victorian government in the new year. There's no doubt to, to be able to deliver that, we'll, the MCC will need to partner with the government. Um, but we are talking about probably a five to six year project from. Build, you know, from the start of building. So we're probably talking to 227, 228. And um, it's certainly far from a done deal, but it's it's a very, very important project because this, the Shane Warne stand is ageing. It is an old asset. Um, and it's probably not no longer a state-of-the-art stadium. It's, it's a beautiful stadium and everyone loves the place. But if we don't evolve, stadiums are going past us. And you've, you've been overseas and seen what it's like. There is some unbelievably good new stadiums with fantastic um, new technology, better fan engagement, better fan experience. So it's important we stay ahead of the game, um, particularly even in our own country because we've had Optus um, built, which is fantastic. There'll be new, a new Olympic stadium. Sydney have done a lot in this space. So we've got to stay ahead of the game as well, and that's why we've got it on the agenda. Is there one stadium you visited somewhere that... that OK, oh, that's really... Exciting. Yeah, look, th- there was three. Um, Boston uh, TD Gardens, I think, special, but it, it doesn't feel like a stadium that we know in Australia that sits out in the skyline. But um, Allegiant Stadium uh, in in... Um, Las Vegas was unbelievable, and, and you, you've probably been to SoFi Stadium in um, California. That was, I mean, that was at a, a next level, $5.4 billion build, um, and it was special. So, you know, just some of the tech and, and the fan experiences in those stadiums themselves, they were outstanding. So you take a lot away from multiple visits to different stadiums. Yeah. It's great to have a chat, Stuart. I thoroughly enjoy it. This it, it is our stately ground. It's such an important part of life here in Melbourne there, and what it might be. They're, they're great conversations to have. So well done on this test match, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Jared.